Welcome, everybody. Every year, Baruch Hashem, we've been excited to have the Yarchi Kala, and every year I look around and I still can't believe it. It is hard to believe the level of energy, of, of, of Hamelus, Hasmada, Arangatankite. It's, it's very inspiring for me personally, and for me, it carries me through the year. And I hope it carries you all through the year as well. I want to once again thank uh, Rabari. <clears throat> I, I work with him closely for quite a while, and Rabari really takes, he takes a chrys on every aspect of this Yarkakala to make sure it works out, and it works out in a pers- perfect way. And he, 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 he lives with that chrys, and it's the only reason why it's a successful program. <clears throat> And I want to thank our Magid Eshir, Rabbi, Rabbi Kushner, and, and uh, Rabbi Roth. Uh, it's not that simple to give a shir on a sugi like this. We actually tried to find other Magid Eshirim. It's not so, not so easy. People don't necessarily have a shir in their back pocket. They don't necessarily have the time to prepare. And it's a, it's, it takes, it takes a, a, a certain level of amelas and his masters to give over to, to be will, willing to be mazakas at Sibur with the retirement. I was very excited to learn the sugya of Mayis Kainis this year. First of all, I just learned it myself this past winter, and it was very geschmack. There's a sugya, you actually have a little bit of Girsa Diankisa. You go back, it's something you're familiar with, you've heard about it, you've learned the shtickle as a, as a bacher, and you come back to it. There's a geschmack Zachin, there's a ktsayis, there's an esivis. It has that geschmack of, 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 of the yeshivish mesechta. And it also has a lot of nukudas that are are very, it opens up understanding in Kinyanim, in Shas, Bechlal. It helps define what it means a Kinyan, what it means to own something. And it, this also what the Chazal did, that they were Mafkiyah the Deraisa and they were Mesakin the Rabbanan, and it ends up with this strange dichotomy where something is yours, but it's not yours, or it's yours, and it's not yours, and the Rashi handles is a fascinating, uh, it's a fascinating Mitzis in halacha, and it creates so many different nafkaminas and, and applications. And the, also this very vague middle madrega of a kinyan lemishapara, these are all things that you can think about and you can wrap your head around, and it, it opens up the sugya of kinyanim in Ganshas. Mishapara and kinyan moyas aren't something that that often end up in based in, uh, because it deals that involve larger sums of money generally have contracts written, which will take care of um, the kinyanim, and you can't really back out from a contract, but they do take place on smaller levels, and as a rub, you do get shyless with people asking, am I allowed to back out, am I not allowed to back out, and those generally do revolve around Mechusar Amana and Hamishapara and, uh, Shailas of Kesef. So in today's year, what I want to address is two major components of the sugya of Mishapara Mois Kainis, but both, both have a big am- impact on Halachal Maisa. The first is the question which I hope you've been able to get to, but if not, we'll talk about it, we'll be it, which is the question the old Rishonim discuss, which is interestingly not so clear in the sugya, what actually happens if the merchandise burns up? If it is Nisrafu Chitacha Ba'aliyah, what happens then? Who takes that loss? Does the Meicher take that loss? Or does the Lekeach take that loss? Big Machlaik is Rishainim, Balmar, Ramban, Rift, Rashi, Taisvis, other Rishainim, even Ga'inim. And this has a very big, obviously, 
direct nafkamina lamaisa, what is the halacha when it burns up? And it then has, if you get into the lambdas, what it is they're arguing about, what is the status of the Kenyan in the interim after Kenyan Mayas, it creates a whole other slew of nafkaminis which have uh, their own application in halacha. And we'll, we'll, we'll Hashem, go into that. And if time allows, I don't, I don't know if it will, but if time allows, I also want to get into the Chiddush that Rashi Shtalzevek in the Sugya, that you can divide the Deraisa world from the Durabanan world in the Sugya of Mois Kainis. And that also is a fascinating insight into what is the Kenyan Mois after it's made. It's a Kenyan Midaraisa, but Midarabanan is not recognized. How do you wrap your heads around it? And it actually has quite a few relevant Nafkaminis Lamaisa, which you may not even realize how relevant it is. So let me begin with a Shiloh that actually happened, we had in, uh, in Silver Spring in the Vad this past Pesach. And I think this Shiloh will frame a lot of what we're going to talk about today. The Shiloh is, there was a caterer, his name is Michael, and last year, right before Pesach, he put in an order from his wholesaler, a huge amount of Echta Chametz. A whole pallet. Now, the order was before Pesach. Obviously, he didn't want it before Pesach because he had no, no need for it before Pesach. He was going to use it after Pesach. He wanted it right after Pesach. So he puts in this order for the wholesaler. The wholesaler sends him a picture of a pallet with all the chametz that he wanted, and it was marked Michael's, uh, you know, Michael's pallet. So he, he literally marked it off as his, but it was in her warehouse. Fine, uh, Pesach passes, and this Michael is, uh, you know, is a vat caterer, so he sold his chametz together with the vat. Uh, then he realizes after Pesach that, hey, the seller is a Jew. Uh, she's not a religious Jew. Uh, she didn't sell her chametz. So what is the story with this chametz that I paid for? Is it mine? Is it hers? Is it chametz of Pesach? Should I back out? Can I back out? Now, if you think about this question, it's a meridig shayla, this halacha shayla. And I, I was able to divide this into five different independent halacha shilas. At least four of them you've learned today in the sugya. So think about it for a second. How many shilas can you, you think does this question revolve around? What do you think? How what? So one child is, is the midaraisa it is, so that's the Rashi, right? Okay, very good. That's going to be one pile, one child. He gave money? What? He gave money, yes. He paid money. What? Right? Then Aynas happened, right? If it, if it was Chamshal Dal Pesach, then it would, would be Nisr Fuchidach would be It would be after Fak of an Aynas, correct? Another Shiloh. That's two. What? So that's, that you didn't see in the sugya. Right? You could maybe prove that from the sugya, but that's, that's, good, good, that's very chidushim ready, right. Oh, good, yeah, that's, that's part of one Shiloh, go ahead. Was that included in the sale? Well, what? Was that included in the sale of comments? Meaning? If it was his, and he sold all his comments, then if it was his, was it included in the sale of comments? So in other words, is it his? That's your question, right? And that's, that is a question, not just the Raisa, it's also a question, is it his? In other words, what exactly is the status, right, after it's, after it's sold? Was after he gave after he gave Kasef. Is it his? Is it Taka his? What? 
It's a good question. I don't, know, I don't think it makes a difference. We pass in mixus moyes also, makes, uh, make, makes the Kenyan. So let me tell you what I, what I think is the five, the five shilas here. Most of them you said. So number one is who really owned this chametz over Pesach, right? And this is, there's two independent shilas here when we say who owned this chametz over Pesach. One shila is in the Darbonan world, right? Chazal now were oiker Kenyan moyes. So Pashas, you would say, if they were oiking Kenyan Mois, it's not sold. If it's not sold, it belongs to the seller. The seller didn't sell her chametz, it's chametz shara v'lava Pesach. Or, you say, no, we'll see, we'll soon see, that even if Chazal were oiker Kenyan Mois, that doesn't mean that the Kenyan is totally nekar. Maybe it does still belong to the Lekech, even in the Durabanan world. And then it would be his chametz, and then it was sold, and then it's good. Then there's a Shaila, forget the Drabana world, but there's a Daraisa world, which we see Rashi say, says you can divide from the Drabana world. So then maybe Daraisa, he was kind of, Daraisa was his Chametz, but Daraisa, it was sold. And maybe that's the only thing you have to make a Cheshbin about when it comes to Chametz Sharbal of a Pesach. The third is the Ainus itself, right? It's a Machlaikis. What's the story with an Ainus? Is that something that he's going to have to take the loss or her? But the fourth, is, and I don't know if you noticed this in the Balamar, but we'll get to it, is becoming Asr Bahana, is that an Ainus, the same like the Ainus of getting burnt up? Or is there a difference between those two Ainsim? The Ainsim of getting the bur- uh, burnt up and the Ainus of just becoming Asr Bahana is not necessarily, does it have the same halacha? The fifth child is something which we didn't really handle, or Rabbi Yisab mentioned it this morning a little bit, which is, was there a Situmsa here? because this is almost exactly the Kumara's case of Sutumsa. We marked off the merchandise and wrote that it belongs to, to him. There's another aspect of Sutumsa, which is that it was, there was a credit card processing. So I don't want to, I'm not going to end up getting into Sutumsa, but I'm just mentioning it, but that also is going to play a role in this Shiloh. So we have five possible different Shilohs we're going to have to work out to get to the bottom of this Shiloh. Now, what's unique about this Shiloh, and why I like this Shiloh, is because in practical terms, uh, Rabbi Yisab was talking about it this morning, Rabbi Kushner was talking about it regarding the diamond merchant, the, di- the diamond industry, but really I think in practical terms, even if a person does a Kenyan Gomorrah merchandise, right, so you make an order for merchandise, and your wholesaler or whoever your distributor ha- has it in his warehouse, and you made all the Kenyanami deraisa on it, like chametz. You made a meshicha, you made, not meshicha, whatever. You did khalipin, you did idisa, you did all the Kenyanami you do. And then it, the, the guy's warehouse burnt down. In practical terms, he will never demand payment from you. It's just not the way it works today. In practical, in business, it doesn't work that way. If it burns up in his warehouse, he's going to give you your money back. They don't, <laughs> if, you, if they never deliver it, then they don't take money. It's just the way it works. But here is a fascinating child because it didn't burn down. It became Chamech Ha'ala of Pesach. And the seller doesn't know from Chamech of Pesach. She's a non-religious Jew. She says, I don't know what you're talking about. I have your, 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 your merchandise. Please come pick it up. So that's why here it is not so simple how we would approach it and how would it be approached in today's market. So let's see what we can deduce from the Gemara. And then we'll see where we go, with, if we go from there. We're going to start first with the Pasha Gemara, and then we'll see how the Rishonim learned the Gemara. Now, if you learn the Gemara, so what, what happened in this Gemara? We're going to start out with a Machlekes, Rabbi Yechen Rosh Lakish. Rabbi Yechen says, Varatayra Mayis Kainis, Mayis are, you give money, it's Kaina Minatayra. Rosh Lakish says, it's not. 
What are they coming to explain? The Mishnah. The Mishnah is mavur that if you give money, the item does not become yours. That's what it says in the Mishnah. The item does not become yours. The Mishnah also has a machloikis tanoim about it, which the Gemara brings in a minute. But Pasha, the Mishnah says that you give money, it does not become yours. Why not? So Rabbi Shlaka says, very simple, because money is not a Kenyan. Kesef is any kind of, not a Kenyan, period. Rechen says, no, Kesev is a Kenyan, Moes is Kainas Dvarataira. The reason is, is that Takanas Chazal, they were Oikir Kenyan Moes, they were Mavkia Kenyan Moes. Why were they Mavkia Kenyan Moes? Because of Shema, Shema Yusufu Chitach Now, I'm going to use this terminology, so I just want it to be clear. We shouldn't get confused about it. We're never going to be talking about before burned, after burned. When we're talking about that, what that means is what motivation are we giving to the moicha to save the, the merchandise? That's what it means. When we say, it means they were mis- what takana did they make to give the moicha motivation to save the merchandise so that it doesn't burn up because they wanted to protect the lekeach. We're going to be talking about what happens after it burns up, before it burns up, Chazaris. But that, the Gemara is very simple. The Gemara, when Gemara uses that term, Yusuf Ruchitech Abaliyah, it means what's the Moichah's motivation to sell it. Chazal wanted to give him a motivation, I'm sorry, to uh, save the Chametz. That's the term Yusuf Ruchitech Abaliyah. So let's just keep that in mind so we don't get confused when we talk about the before and after getting burned. So Chazal wanted to give him a motivation. What's the motivation that they gave him? They were Mavkiya Kinyan Mois. Excellent. How does that motivate him to save the, 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 the merchandise? So Rashi says, and Rashi is not making this up, it's Muvur in the Gemara like that. If you learn, you'd see the Gemara, you see Rav Shimon, you see Rav Chizda. Rashi says the motivation is that the Meicher will go and uh, he'll save it. Why? Because he wants to protect his investment. He says, you know what? I am better off if this chitim remains because then I have the option of backing out if it goes up in price. Tyson says, hey, you're a Russia if you back out. Good, so he is. Tyson says, yeah, he's a Russia. But that's the motivation we gave the Meicher. We gave the Meicher a motivation to say, save it. Why? Because we gave him the ability to back out. By giving him the ability to back out, he's now motivated to save it so that he can protect a future possible profit. Then the Gemara, the way Rashi learns, says that once we gave the Meicher that motivation and therefore we gave the Meicher the advantage that he's able to back out, According to the Rab Chimin, that's where it stopped. According to the Rabbanan, they wanted to level the playing field. They said, okay, we're going to give the Meicher that advantage. We have to give the Lekech that advantage too. So Mitaich, that the Meicher is able to be Chayzer, the Lekech can be Chayzer also. And Rashi adds, oh, that's Kabul Chayim. We're going to give him even a bigger reason to, to, to save it so that the Lekech doesn't back out if he sees that it might get burned up. So, the Gemara, what Rashi says is very much the Gemara, meaning when we want to understand what's the motivation that Chazal gave the Meicher to save the Chitim, the motivation is that he should be able to be Chayzer, so he should have the ability to make money in the future if it goes up in price. That's the motivation. They gave the Meicher the ability to back out, to protect his, his uh, Chitim, to, to, to save it for a future profit. And from that, they then added, okay, look, he back out as well. 
Now, if you see the Gemara and you learn Rashi, right, before you see Tysus, you just learn the Gemara, you learn Rashi, the Gemara seems to very much fit into Rashi, the Gemara brings Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon says only the Meichah could back out, makes sense, that's the person they wanted to motivate, the Lekeach, they never gave him that ability to back out, the Chachamim say, like the Gemara explains, Rav Chizda and Rav Yechanan, that since they let the Meichah back out, they let the Lekeach back out, so everything seems to clop the way Rashi explains it. How do they motivate the Meichah? They motivated him by giving him an ability to back out so that he can save this merchandise for future profit. So that's true. So if we were then to ask, and I would ask you at this point, what do you think the halacha is, Taka, if the merchandise does burn up? Right, what, actually, what actually happens if he tried to save it, he tried valiantly to save it, it was not Masliach, it burnt up. Who takes the loss? Does the Meicher take that loss? Or does the Lekeach take that loss? Can the Lekeach back out at that point? So I think you would all say that, of course, the Lekeach loses. Because if the Lekeach doesn't lose, if the Lekeach could back out, then what other motivation do you need? What are you hacking at Chinik that you're motivating the Meicher so that he's going to save it so that uh, in the future, in case it goes up in price, he'll be able to back out then? It's very simple. His motivation is, if it burns up, he loses all his money. Right? It's very, very simple what the motivation is. If the Meicher could back out, if the Lekeach could back out after it burns up, then that's it. End of story. No more motivation necessary. He's going to save it because he doesn't want to lose his money. It's going to burn up. He'll tell the Lekeach, uh, sorry, you know, you're expecting delivery on Monday. It's all ash. And he'll say, very nice. Please give me my money back. And he'll be able to do that. What, what other reason would Chazal have to take a step further other than that? And that's the Balamar's question. That's why the Balamar is muches on the Gemara, according to the Riff. He says, you, the Riff, say that uh, the Lekeach gets his money back after it burns up. He says, and what is the Gemara talking about the Meicher? What do you need to be massacring anything for the Meicher? The Dakana is for the Lekeach. Finish. He is the motivation. He'll back out. That's all motivation you need that the Meicher should save the Chitim. I'll read you his Lashen. He says, The Iker Meshicha was made initially, they were massacring it for the Meicher. And after they did the Meicher, they came, like too. And if you say like the Rif, The point of Meshicha was so that the Lekech could back out when it burns up, and end of story. So I think. And then and we have to appreciate that this is the Pashtis because then you understand how much difficulty the Ramban needs to go through to explain why you could learn the Gemara otherwise. But this is the Pashtis of the Gemara. You learn the Gemara and the Gemara is busy with motivating the Micah and the only motivation we seem to find is that he's going to back out in order to be able to make a profit later. That's why he's going to save it. That screams that the Lekeach does not get his money back when it burns up. Because otherwise, that is very simply the biggest motivation possible. <clears throat> now, that being said, so now let's continue along this line of th- reasoning. Let's, let's work with the Balamar for a minute. And let's see where that takes us. Let's look at the Ramah's way of learning the Gemara. If we're, by making the claim that that's the Pashas of the Gemara, so now let's just work it out in Svar. What does it mean? What does it mean that the Lekeach can't back out because it burnt up? Why not? Why would he not be able to? So let's, let's start from Aleph base, right? So the first thing you would have, you would have to say 
is the only way that could possibly make sense is to say that when the Kenyan Mayas was made, when the Lakeach gave money, it became his. Right? There's no other way in the world that makes sense that when it burns up, he doesn't get his money back. If it didn't become his, then how could he not get his money back? <laughs> I gave you money, I didn't get any merchandise, how can you not give me my money back? You never went through with the deal. So if the Balamar holds that when it burns up, the Lakeach loses his money, that L'chaira says very clearly that when he gave the money, the Kenyan was chal, and the merchandise became his, and the money became the meichers, and that's why if it burns up, he loses. That's L'chaira what you would have to say, and this is the Chlam Seifer says, that's what the Balamar holds. The problem is, you can't say that. Why can't you say that? Because <laughs> then it doesn't make any sense. How do you have Chazara then? If a Kenyan is chal, as Rabbi Kushner explained beautifully this morning, then there's no makam for Chazara anymore. With Kenyan is chal, that means it transferred ownership. It moved from property of Meicher into property of Lekeach. It can't fly back without a, another Kenyan. It can't go back into the Lekeach, into the Meicher's Rishus, unless some, another Kenyan is made. So we can't say that, okay, the Balamar is great, we understand him, Kenyan Mayas really is kinda, it became the Lekeach, he has his Chuz Chazara, he wasn't Chazara, it doesn't make sense, you can't be Chazar if it became his. If it really became the Lekeach, Chazara would not work. It doesn't make sense. There can't, there can't be, those two things are an inherent contradiction. You can't have a Kenyan being Chal, being Nigmar, and still have a Chazara. What could you say? What, what, you were trying to be Ma'ara before us, so maybe retroactively, maybe a Chazara retroactively dissolves the Kenyan, right? So maybe you'll say that. The problem is that the Balamar, it doesn't make sense in the Balamar, because if a Chazara retroactively dissolves the Kenyan, so then why can't you do that after it burns up too? I'll, I'll make my Chazara, and retroactively is as if I never gave Ma'ara, so then retroactively the Kenyan never happened. So what's the difference before the fire, after the fire? It has to be that the Chazara has to happen now. And therefore, if it's burnt up, it's too late. You can't be chayzer anymore. If it happens retroactively, the Balamar doesn't make sense. So now we have a problem here. We have a Balamar that on one hand seems to be saying that the Kenyan was chal because he's saying you can't back out. After it burns up, you have to take that loss. That means it was yours. That's why you're taking the loss. But then, Lamai said, Allah says you can be chayzer. That doesn't make sense. How could it be yours? And you, the chazara could happen at the same time. This is just the basic problem when you come to the sugya that is the head-on collision. This doesn't make sense. There's two things here that can't coexist. So what's, this is the part where it gets very vague. I'll admit. But I'll say it like this. This, is, this much has to be said. That everybody has to agree, including the Balamar, is that the Kenyan is a Kenyan chain of gum. What is a Kenyan chain of gum? Nobody knows. <laughs> because there's no, nowhere else in Shasta there is such a thing as a Kenyan chain and a gummer. But that's what the getter is. In other words, it's a Kenyan. You made a Kenyan Mois. Kenyan Mois is a wonderful Kenyan. Uh, it's a Kenyan that the Torah authorized. Chazal went and they said, not enough. You need a second Kenyan. You need a Meshicha. They added a Kenyan. So now a Kenyan Mois is not sufficient. You need a, another Kenyan to be Goimer this deal. So they made it, it's a kinish ene gomer, till you're gomerit by making a mashicha. And in the interim, it's ene gomer. Now, what does exactly that mean, ene gomer? Like I said, there's no real good comparison to this anywhere in Chas. I was listening to a shir from a, a prominent maggot shir who said that maybe you could be medamit to the halacha of a sukin by Indian. 
says the Allah Gemara and Kedushin that Kolzman Shemasukum is Indian. You're still on the table. You're still on the bargaining table. You already made the Kenyan because the money changed hands. There was a signature, but you're still discussing the different pratim. As long as you're Asukum by Indian, you could be Chayzer. So that means that all that time it's Enegam. I don't think it's a good Sushtal because I think the Pshat and Asukum by Indian is there's no Kamir's Das until you finish the being a sukkum by Indian. And that it means that when you are Chayzer, it means you never had Das. That's retroactive. And the same thing, is any other vehicle that you're aware of that you can undo a Kenyan is always retroactive. It always is that you never had das, it's Megala that you never had das, it's Megala that this wasn't what you meant to buy, it's Megala, there's a Tanai, all those things work retroactively. And that's not the way it's working here. So this is something new. And we're just going to call it for the sake of moving forward and knowing what we're talking about, a Kenyan Shainagamah. That's what it is. It's a Kenyan, which is a wonderful Kenyan, but it needs more, so it's Enegamah. And as the result of this status of a Kenyan Shainagamah, there's a Kenyan. It's a, a limbo kind of Kenyan, and we're going to now try to figure out what exactly, what situation does it put you into? What, what din does it create, this Kenyan Shainagamah? And as a result, that is Enegamah, Chazar is still possible. That's why Chazara could happen, because Kozman is Anagamar, you could be Chazim. Now, we still don't know Pshat and the Balamar. We're going to have to get to understand why the Balamar then differentiates that when it burns up, you can't be Chazer, but before it burns up, you could be Chazer, but you lose your money. That we're going to still have to explain. So we're not finished yet, but we're starting to see how we have to go here. So Aleph is, no matter who you are, Balamar, Ramban, and whatever reason you are, you're going to have to start by saying the Kenyan is the Kenyan and a Gomer, because otherwise Chazara is not something which is possible. So that's the Aleph base of the circle. Now, <coughs> That being the case, now let's just go a step further, and, and also Rabbi Kushner touched on this this morning. The, now that that's the case, so you gave Moz, Meshicha has to happen, you're in a limbo state, you're in the middle of nowhere over here, you have a Kenyan, it's a Kenyan So what exactly is the relationship between the Meicher and the Lekeach at this point? What's the relationship? This is what Chazal called Mishapara, or the Chazal term, termed it a Kenyan Mishapara. The Meicher now and the Lekeach have an obligation to finish the deal. So the Moas created a situation where there is a chiv to be goimer, this Mecca. They started a Mecca, it's a Kenyan chain of Gomer, and there's now an obligation to be goimer, which means, in more practical terms, beside the Meicher, it means he took money, he took Kesef, now he has a din to deliver the merchandise. You have the money, you have to give up the merchandise. You can't hold the money and not give up the merchandise. You want to give back the money and be mevatel? You get a mishapara for that. So you have both a din to deliver the merchandise because you have the money, and you have a halacha, lakech, and mecher equally to come to the gemar. So now it's, this is a, a new thing because you never have this. There's no other such thing because you never had this kind of Kenyan chain of gummer except here by Kesef. So this created a whole new, a, 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 a new novel kind of relationship between the Meicher and Lekech. Normally, a Kenyan happens and it's all over. They go on, they don't look at each other anymore. They don't talk about it. They don't want to hear from each other anymore. The only thing you can do is say Mekech and we want to undo the whole thing. But there's no relationship after that. You make the Kenyan, it's over. The relationship has just ended. Over here, you made the Kenyan Mois and that's just the beginning of the relationship because now they both have a din to be goimer the the Meicher has to stell the, the merchandise and they, the Lekech has to accept the merchandise and they can't be chayzer. That's, that's what the matzav in the middle is. <clears throat> so now, now we can start understanding the Shurish of the Shiloh. What's the halacha when it gets burned up? What's the Shiloh? The Shiloh is now that this, this merchandise is in limbo. 
A Kenyan was made. Kenyan Mayas was made. It's a Kenyan she'en a gomer. It needs Mashiach to be a gemar Kenyan. So now when it burns up, who should take that loss? Whose merchandise burned up? Is it the Meicher's merchandise that burned up? Or is it the Lekeach's merchandise that burned up? That's the crux of the Shiloh over here. Because we don't know how to look at this merchandise. We know a Kenyan happened. We know it's a Kenyan chain of Gomer because we know a Chazara can still take place. So it's not Nigmar yet. So now whose Rishos is it in? Is it the Meicher still? Did it leave his Rishos? Or is it the Lekeach's? But it's, it's not Gomer, so you could be... It's not clear where it is. Whose is it? And whose Rishos is it? And if you look at the Lushen of the Rif and the Ramban and the Ben Hananel, when they explain why it is that the Meicher takes the loss, that's exactly the Nusuch that they use. Shamin and Miha, the Kamadalemash Kilakech, as long as the Lekech didn't do Meshicha, Lezvina, to the merchandise, the Isnis and Oynis happened, the Lemeicher Isnis, the Oynis happened to the Meicher. The Oynis happened in the Rishus HaMeicher. And the Rif adds, and this is a very important addition, a very important addition. He puts in a svar. He says, And the Lekech could tell the Meicher, says, listen, you have an obligation. We made a deal, and you have to fear Ois, your part of the deal, which is to give the merchandise. So either give the merchandise, or give me back my money. And the fact that he phrases it that way is extraordinarily important, and the Achreinim are very busy with this, uh, the more contemporary Achreinim, because, which means is that it's not that Lekech is being chayzer. That's not why he gets his money back. He's not being doing a chazara that we have to start clearing, should he get a mishapara, should he not get a mishapara. He's saying, I- I'm not being chayzer. You're the problem. I gave you my money, give me the merchandise. If you can't deliver the merchandise, you are breaking the deal, not me. It's a very important point in the Ramban and the, and, and, and the Rif. It's not, they're not saying that the Lekech could be chayzer after an Aynas. They're saying, Vakeret, he doesn't need to be chayzer. He could just say, you have to deliver the merchandise. Where's the merchandise? You don't give me the merchandise. You can't hold on to my money and not give me the merchandise. Then you are being chayzer. You, the Meicher, are being chayzer, not the Lekech. So that's, this is a very important understanding that the, the, the Ramban and the Rif have why it is that the Meicher takes the loss. Because the Lekech has this argument that it burnt up in your Rishos and you are not upholding your half of the deal. Why does he have to deliver the merchandise? It's delivered, so I own it. Hmm? Why does he have to deliver the merchandise? I own the merchandise. Who, who owns the merchandise? Lekech owns the merchandise? That, that's the crux of the Shaila here. Who owns the merchandise, right? But no, 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 no. Uh, we'll get to that. Who exactly owns the merchandise? It, okay, 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 good, good. So, let's take this a step further then. Let's take it a step further. This itself needs a hefer, right? Which means, if the Ramban and the Rif are saying that it burnt up in the Rishus HaMoicher, it burnt up when it was in his Rishus, and therefore the Lekech could say, hello, where's my merchandise? Give me my money back. That means that they're saying, right, that it didn't burn up in the Lekech's Rishus. It's not his merchandise, it's not Lekech's merchandise that burnt up, it's the Meicher's merchandise that burnt up. Why, how do they know that's true? Maybe it's not true. Maybe, it's like the Mal- Balmar is right, maybe it does belong already in this limbo state. It belongs to the Lekeach, and the Lekeach's property burnt up. What do you mean? How could you tell me, give me the merchandise? It's your merchandise that burnt up. It's your problem, not my problem. How do they know that? 
So this is how the Ramban answers the Balamara's problem with him on the Gemara. The Ramban says, the way he himself learns, maybe the Rav says differently, but the way he himself learns, he says that this was the Shurish of the Takanas Chazal. The Shurish of Takanas Chazal, of Nisrim Kedech Baliyah, when they were giving, they were trying to give motivation to the Moicher. They want to give motivation to the Moicher to be Chayzer. The motivation they gave to the Moicher to be Chayzer, to, I'm sorry, to save it, the motivation they gave the motiva- the, to the Moicher to save it was that they put the merchandise in his Rishus. And that's why he can be Chayzer. That's what happened. That was Takanas Chazal. Takanas Chazal was to put the merchandise into his Rishus, the Asher al He has the upper hand. He can back out because it's in his Rishus. And according to the, ba- the Ramban, the Ramban says very clear, Ramban says, you're asking me, Balamar, that who needs the whole Meicher? Just let the Lekeach back out after the Ainus. He says, He says, it does, can't work that way. He says, the Meicher has all the cards. He has the money. He has the merchandise. You can't say that the Lekeach has a stronger Kayach than him. He has all the Kayachs over here. He has the merchandise and he has the money. If there's anybody that you're going to put it into the, the Rishos, it's going to have to be in the Rishos HaMeicher. That's his understanding. But the shirish of this understanding, like one step further, the shirish of this understanding is because the Ramban's understanding is that Chazal or Mavkia Kenyan Mois, and they put it in the Rishus HaMoich, what that means is they diminished Kenyan Mois. And this is where he and the, uh, the Balamar disagree. He also they diminished Kenyan Mois. Kenyan Mois is supposed to transfer the merchandise into the Lekech Rishus. They diminished it. They're mafchis Kenyan Mois. They took away from the Kayach of Kenyan Mois, and it does not transfer into the Lekeach Rishos. It stays in the Moichas Rishos. They were mafkia Kenyan Mois. So when they required Meshicha, they, what they did was they took away from what Kenyan Mois does. And this is where the Balamar disagrees. He says, no, they were Mechai of Meshicha. Yes, it's a Kenyan chain of Gomer. But they didn't take away from Kenyan Mois at all. Kenyan Mois still affects the transfer and it puts it into the Rishus Lekeach. Yes, it's a Kenyan Shayna Gomer. You still need to do another Kenyan. And that's why Chazar is Shaykh. But they didn't do any Hafgah to the Kayach of Kenyan Mois. That's the crux of the difference between the Balamar and the Ramban. So according to the Ramban, it's in Rishus HaMoicher. According to the Balamar, it's in Rishus HaLakeach. According to the Ramban, it's in Rishus HaMoicher because that's what Chazal did. They wanted to motivate him the way they motivated him by putting it in his Rishus. Now you have all the cards. You can be Chayzer if you want. You can do as you please. It's in your Rishus. That was the whole Takana. Then they wanted to even the playing field. So they said, okay, Lakeach, you could also be Chayzer. I'm sorry? Mashiach, that's... Not exactly totally in what we're talking about. Your question is, what happens to Meshicha without Kesef? So Meshicha, once they're misakinated, it's its own Kenyan Drabban. It's, it's, it's a standalone Kenyan as well. It's not only linked to, 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 to Kenyan Mois. Meshicha is a Kenyan Drabban and standalone. That's the way it works. It could, it could work by itself. And it has ramifications, but that, I mean, it's going to take us away from what we're, what we're focusing on. I don't know the answer to that question. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how, what kind of his chayvus the moicher has to force the lekeach to pick it up. I guess the, the, he definitely could say, I'm not going to be shaymered anymore. These are different sugyas in Chayshim Mishpat. When something is yours, they can put it out on the street. There's, I, I, I don't know. It's a good question. I'm not sure how that would work. But that's, again, it's going to be a different question. Is there a 
Rabban says in Rashi, of the Moicher, and that stems with the Halacha, it's Nenas, Nenas, Moicher. That's not what you're saying. He's going with the Rabban. Rabban said, Why is that stem? That's good. You said the whole Takana is that it's Nisraf, Nisraf, Moicher. It's in the Shus HaMoicher. The Takana was, it's Nisraf, it's Yaker, if it's this Yaker, Rashi says you could be Chayzer. And he says that stems with the rest of the Rambad. Everyone stems with the Oh, you're saying the Chazara doesn't. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's already. It's, it's... He says it should. No, 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 I know. There's, there's a steer within the Ramban, and there's a steer in other Rishonim as well. There's, there's more to be said. <laughs> can't say, we can't say everything now. But Al Kapanim, this is, I think, for, to enable us to move forward and understand where we're going with the Sugya, this works. Now, I just want to add one last point of Avana in the Balamar, and then we're going to go to some Shilas. There's the last point of Avana, which is going to answer the question, why is it, according to the Balamar, that you can't be Chayzer after the fact that it gets burnt up? Essentially, it is a Kinyan Shein Gomer, and if it's a Kinyan Shein Gomer, you should be able to be Chayzer. And if it's a Kinyan Shein Gomer, why can't you be Chayzer after it burns up as well? So there's other ways to answer this question, but the way it seems to me in the Balamor, the taich is, is that when it burns up, the Kenyan is nigma. That is goimer the Kenyan. Because the whole thing holding up the Kenyan was a Mashiach. Once it's Nisraf, there is no Mokim for Mashiach anymore. So that's the taich. It's not the taich according to the Balamor that you can't be chayzer after it burns up. The taich is after it burns up, the Kenyan is nigma. Mamela, you can't be chayz. That's an understanding I have. The advantage of understanding this way, if you want to know, is going to be apparent in a minute. I'll get to it in a second. There's an advantage of learning this way. Now, a kinyan chain and gomer, according to the Balamar, had everything it needed. A kinyan mice is a sufficient thing. Narvas, nar the kinyan, Chazal said, you need more. You need another kinyan. And that's why it's in a gomer, because there's a necessity for Mashiach. Once that necessity falls off, then the Kenyan Mice is sufficient. There's nothing holding it up. But uh, this is a debatable point. I just want to see, uh, well, we'll talk about it in a second. You'll see where, it gets, where we get, we'll go with this. Now, let's go back to our Shaila and now think about it. What should be the halach? So now we want to know this fellow bought chametz before Pesach. By the way, he's not the only one who does that. Many people do that. People do it. Uh, in the, you know, in, in the bigger businesses, and they do it also on private. They don't hop. They make orders on Amazon, and they schedule it to be delivered after, after pay. So they, people do this without hopping. So they make a Kenyan mois. He made a Kenyan mois on chametz. The, 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 the wholesaler took the, so had the chametz, put it aside, marked it off, Michael's chametz. Who owned that chametz on Pesach? Not the Raisa. Mid Who owned that chametz? Does it become chametz Shavuot of a Pesach? Of Michael, or does it become Chametz of Pesach of the seller? Who really owned the Chametz? Now think about that for a minute and see what you think. Who should really be the Bailam of this Chametz? What do you think? You think this is Tully in the Ramban and Balmar? You still need to make a Mashiach, correct? And you still could make a Mashiach. The Kenya is still not Gama. So how do you look at that? 
You think of that klar that when you could be chayzer according to the Balamar is that whose chamas who's, who's is it looked at? Looked as? Who's, who's considered the bilam of it? Well? Not necessarily. In other words, the Chazara here is because the Kenyan by definition wasn't Nigmar yet. Right? So there's a Chisoran in the Kenyan that allows you to be Chaiser. That's what I'm saying. Even the Balmar has to agree to that. There's a Chisoran in the Kenyan. That's why you could be Chaiser. So there's something missing in that Kenyan. This is a question. So I think, yes, I do agree. That according to Shittas Ramban, it's even though it's possible that halachically it belongs to the Lekeah, but it's in the Rishus HaMaicher. And I think for Chamas that would be enough. In other words, in the Rishus HaMaicher, being that the, the, the seller takes responsibility for it, if it burns up, there is, the seller takes that loss. And as far as Chamas is concerned, that would make it the seller's. According to the Balamar, I'm not 100% sure. Right? It's possible that it's the sellers, it's possible that it's the buyers. I'm not 100% sure how we look at this Kenyan Shainagamar according to the Balamar. Now, oh, so now, if, let's say, let's, 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 let's continue. So if, according to the Ramban, it belongs to the seller, and she didn't sell her chametz, so now it's chametz she'arbal of a Pesach, so it's equivalent of becoming Nisraf, but very good, the Ramban happens to hold that when it's Nisraf, the Lekeach can still get his money back. So what would have to happen at this point is that the caterer can't take it, he, ta- he eats chametz, he can't take it after Pesach, it's but he a- is entitled, he can see, he can try to slug it out with his wholesaler, but he is entitled, at least al pi halacha, to ask for his money back, because after a Shreifa, that's the halacha. Now, what's the, what does it say in Shulchan Aruch? In Shulchan Aruch, it, only the Shita Saramban Rif is mentioned. The Balamar is not even given a token mention. Not the Sman, not the Shach. If you look in Chidusher, Kveger, on Shulchan Aruch, he mentions there's a Shita's Balamar. That's about as far as we get with the Balamar's Shita in, uh, in halacha. But, so, you know, there's always a question, can you say Kimli? Could you, if it would be to someone's advantage to say Kimli like the Balamar, it would help you. But the, the, the Gishmak part of this Shiloh is that even the Balamar is moida here, that you can be chayzer after an Ainus. Why? The Ramban asked a question on the Balamar. He asked a question from a Gemara and Chulun. The Gemara and Chulun is talking about someone paid money for a cow, for meat, for Simchas Yantiv. And the halacha is that Chazal or Masakin, that when you're buying a cow for meat, for a mitzvah of Simchas Yantiv, Moyes Arkainis. So therefore, Moyes Arkainis. And if it dies, the Lakea has to take the loss because Moyes Arkainis. However, the rest of the year, when it's not for a mitzvah, you're just buying meat because you want to eat steak. So then the halacha is Moyes Arkainis. And if the cow dies, who takes the loss? The Meicher takes the loss. Zakhtar Ramban, what are you talking about, Balamar? Mephurah Shugamara like us. The Mephurah Shugamara, that an Oynus happens, the cow dies, there was only Meis. Who takes the loss? The, 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 seller, the seller takes the loss. So the calf gets his money back. Zakhtar Balamar, nah, no. He says, that burnt up. It's still around. It's dead. It's still here. It's still Ba'olam. He sells it to Allah of Hezekshen and Nikr. So Ramban says, it's very nice that the Allah of Nazikin. But what does that have to do over here? You can't, if a guy buys shkuta, you can't give him nevela. We're talking about a mechira over here. I, I paid for shkuta, you can't say, oh, well, it's still nevela, it still has some value. That's not part of the mekkah at all. As far as the mekkah is concerned, it's burnt up, it doesn't exist. But 
if you have to understand the way we explain this machlik, makes a lot of sense. The Balamar's lamdus is, is that the, the Kenyan is nigmar when it burns up because you can't do Mashiach anymore. The Balamar says you could still do Mashiach. Doesn't make a difference. That's not important to him at this point. But you can do Mashiach on the item. That's all that's important. But you're saying. Good. No, that's that's that's. But that's a shirish of the machlek. Come on, that's why it makes more sense in the Balamar that what he's saying, if he held that the taich is that when it's nisra, the kinyan is nigmar by itself. So he's saying a moving digger thing. Here it's not nisra. But in any case, that what? His raya from Parasgrafila was the other way around. His raya from Parasgrafila was that why did the guy have to rush to be chayzer before it got uh, taken away? Let him be, be after it's no, taken away, taken away, and it's drunk up. No, it's not just he. No, he can't do it. It's all it's gone. He take it, they drank it at the party. Yeah, they drank it up at the party. It's gone. That's, that's history. No. All right. Akaponim. Halacha, when it comes to chametz, chametz is exactly the same thing, right? Chametz that became Asr Ba'ana, according to the Balamar, would be exactly the same thing as a cow that died. It's even better, if anything. So that kind of itis would be something that the Balamar would agree that you could be chayzer, because it's still Ba'ala. So everybody would agree that Michael can be chayzer over here, and he can, demand, he can ask for his money back, assuming it's chametz or Pesach, that belongs to the seller. Fine. It was impossible too. So therefore, so I'm saying that's that's what we're saying. According to, it, according to the Ramban, it would be burnt up, so he could be chayzer. And according to the Balamar and the Khanami, according to the Ramban, the Balamar, it's still Balam, still exists. It's all he needs. So now let's talk about another Shaila and tell me what you think about this Shaila. Here's a story. Story uh, this happened Lamaisa. Story was that there was a fellow who was a, a boutique asterisk meicher. He had these these, these astragim, They started at four hundred dollars, gorgeous astragim with a garatlal. So he had what was nicest asterisk. A guy comes in, sees the asterisk, beautiful. He's charging him six hundred for this asterisk. The guy falls in love with the asterisk, and he said, "I'm buying this asterisk." Meicher says, "Fine, pay." So he says, oh, he looks in his pockets, he says, you know, I only have $100 with me. Here, take $100, and I'm going to go home, I'll get the rest of the money. Michael says, fine, when you bring the rest of the money, you can take the asterisk. Michael takes his $100, fine. Meanwhile, uh, asterisk is in the middle of, you know, two days before Sukkot, he has a half a head, he has no head, flying around. Someone else comes into the asterisk store, and he, the Michael neglected to write off this asterisk and write it on the side, put it aside, it was still sitting out there. Someone else sees this asterisk, loves the asterisk, wants to buy it for his rabbit. Wants to buy it as a matana for his rabbit. So the Asterix Seicher forgot that he sold it already to the first guy. And he gives it to this guy. And the, the second person takes it, uh, buys it, pays for it, pays double the price, pays $1,200 for it, and brings it, and he brings it to, as a matana for his rabbi. First guy comes back two hours later and tells Asterix Seicher, okay, here's the rest of the money. So Asterix Seicher says, for what? He says, what do you mean, for my Asterix? And he said, oh, oh, oh. Uh, you know what? I'll give you back your money plus another $300, and I'll give you another asterisk. <laughs> Take it for free. So the guy says, no, 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 I want that asterisk. So he starts telling him what happened, and he says, I'm sorry, it was a mistake. The guy says, it's my asterisk. You give it back. So the, the maker says, I'll, t- I'll tell you, pay you, it's embarrassing for me. The guy does not want to hear of it. He calls up the mashbak of the rabbi, and he tells him, listen, if your rabbi shakes that asterisk, it's a gigamet to asterisk, he's not going to be yaitza. 
and uh, you have to give me the asterisk back. So this Shiloh was presented to Rabbi Spitz, who wrote a Sefer, Mishpatei HaTorah, it goes through a bunch of different Shilohs, and this is the Shiloh that was presented to him. What's the halach? That was one Shiloh. So let's think about this Shiloh. Now, there's another Shiloh, which is a little different, but it actually is a very important difference. The other Shiloh I saw in another Sefer, similar Shiloh, well, in a second. The other Shiloh I saw in another Sefer was that uh, there was a husband and wife who were looking to sell an air conditioner. And an air conditioner they were going to sell, used air conditioner. So the husband met a friend in uh, yeshiva and he said, okay, I want to buy air conditioner. Say, how much are you selling it for? $200 here. He gives him $200. Okay, I'm going to come pick it up. Meanwhile, his wife doesn't know what the husband did. And the husband's brother tells her and says, uh, oh, you're selling an air conditioner? I want it. Uh, she says, great, you know, fine, you can buy it for $200. Takes $200 from him. Husband comes home, they converse. Uh, and they found out that they took money from two people. The husband took money from a friend, and the wife took money from his brother. So the, 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 the husband goes to his rabbi and says, listen, I took money from two people. So I'm getting a mishaparam no matter what. Either I'm chayzer from my friend, I get a mishapara, Or I'm chayzer from my brother, I get a mishapara. And if I'm chayzer from my brother, my mother's going to give me a mishapara. So I might as well be chayzer from the, the, from the other guy, from my friend. So I only get one mishapara. Can I choose? I, I took money by mistake from two people. Let me choose who I want to be chayzer from. So what, what should be what should be the shaila, What should be the halacha in this case? Right? What happened? It was just kinyan mois. That's all that happened in both cases. It was just kinyan mois, and uh, there was no kavana to be chayzer. It was a mistake. There was no kavana to be chayzer. Nobody deliberately was looking to be chayzer. Nobody's looking to get a mishapar. That it was done by mistake. So what should be the halacha? Is the second, the second person who took money, does that have any validity or not? What do you think the halacha should be? So, it was sold to who? The who? The first guy gave most. Is that sold? What do you think that be the halacha? What? The second guy, in the first case, he did Mashiach, and the second case, neither of them did Mashiach yet. Well, okay. So now if he did it. So he did, he wasn't a Kabbalah Shapar yet. Now what's the situation right now? Now what's the matzah? Well, there was no Chazar, I agree, there's no Chazar. So now what? Does a Kinyan chain of government prevent you from selling it to the next guy? Do you think so? Do you think it should be? That's child. What, what do you what do you think should be the halacha over here? What? See, she had permission. Yeah, they were doing it together. They were both working on it. Yeah. For a little additional clarity in this question, I'm going to ask you another Shiloh. This Shiloh is a, this is a theoretical Shiloh. Not a Shiloh I saw in the safe. This is a, Shiloh, a theoretical Shiloh. What do you think that Lachus should be? If the, uh, uh, someone gives money, makes a, pays money for a, for a metatalim, right? So a guy puts that money for a car, right? Gives you money, you have a used car, gives you the money you want, $5,000, gives you $5,000. You made a Kenyan Kesa. And then, before he goes and does Mashiach or whatever, signs the deed, whatever it is you do, to be going to a Kenyan with a car, he 
sells it to someone else. Someone else says, oh, you know, I'm looking for a used car. He says, you know what, I'll sell it to you for $7,000. So he goes and he sells it to, uh, before he, he wasn't going with the Kenyan. All he did was Kenyan Kassaf. And then he goes to his friend and he sells it, oh, I'll sell it to you for $7,000. Friend finds out about it. And a friend says, <laughs> you just bought it for $5,000. You didn't even take it yet. And now you're selling it for, for, for $7,000. His friend wants to be chayzer. So was that sale a good sale? When the buyer, all he did was give Kesef, and then after giving Kesef, he goes and sells it to some other guy. Is that sale a good sale? Or is it not a good sale? Could you even sell it? Is that even a sale at all? Well, right. Oh. So you're saying what? He's, he doesn't have enough? What do you want to say? What should be the law for? Oh, you're saying that much is your two eyes? What? Yeah, not his. That was the you could be chosen from, Braden. What? What? Speak up. Right. Okay. You can say it like that too. Uh, so, which, which way do you think Rashi is Mukha? I think Rashi is Mukha if I can. Right, I want to make that point. Rashi says, right, Rashi's looking for, he's looking for an Afghamina. What's an Afghamina over here in the Sugya of Rechner or Slokha? It's an academic question, right? Is it uh, the Rice or the Rabban? Who cares? Frek Rashi, what's an Afghamina? So, this Rashi is Shtipal Taisis. So Rashi says, Nafkamina is if you're Mikadash and Isha. Nafkamina is right? So who is Rashi talking about? Is he talking about the Meicher with the money, or is he talking about the Lekech with the Chayf? It's good. So that's the Shaila and the and the Let's leave that aside for a minute. Let's say it's both. So Rashi says, what's the Nafkamina to be Mikadash and Isha? I mean, I don't know if you remember when we were in Yeshiva, you know, someone said, you made a Chakir, what's the Nafkamina? He said, oh, yeah, the Nafkamina is if you're Mikadash and Isha on this side, that it's right, right? Why does Rashi have to go Chap and Nafkamina? Rashi is going chopping nafkaminas from Mikadashas and Isha. If it's a very straightforward nafkamina, can you sell it? Let Rashi say, can you sell it? According to Rosh Lakish, Moyes ain't in kindness, so it's nothing. According to Rav Yechanan, Moyes kindness, so you can sell it. Why wouldn't Rashi, why does Rashi change, move out to a different Masechta? Let's stay in Masechta's Babatziya. Can you sell it? You bought it, can you sell it? Why wouldn't Rashi say that? So I think if anything Rashi's been doing, that Rashi only is saying Kedushim because that's a derisin afkamina. It's a surim. That's what I feel is Maduik Rashi. You're welcome to disagree. I'm just saying, if anything, I think Rashi's been doing, if I can. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell after I get the right? Good, fine. Now, Lamaisa, this Shiloh that I'm talking about now, which is if the seller, the buyer goes and sells it, is a machlekes of earlier Akhrainim. The Maram Alshech, there's Alshech HaKadosh, she has a Chuvah Sefer also, Maram Alshech. Uh, he says, push it that he can't. He says the, the buyer sells it. It's a Dabr Shem Mamish. It's not a Mechira. It's bottle. It's garnished. No, there's no Mishapar. There's nothing. The, the Mishpat Shalom, who's much later, Achron is a Masham. He says, no, not, he's not alone. Many say, he, many other Chayinim, he disagrees. He says, no, it's yours, Le'inyan Mishapara. So if you take money from someone else, it's a Vaita Mishapara Diga Kenyan. So you can have two Mishapara Degekinians, they can exist in the world of Mishapara. Meaning, that in the Ramban, even though we're saying it's in the Rishus HaMeicher, 
That doesn't mean there's nothing here. It's still, there is a Kenyan land in Mishapara. There is a Kenyan She'en Gomer. According to the Ramban, the Kenyan She'en Gomer leaves it in the Rishus HaMaikal and unites him, but there's still something here. It's still a shtickle in the bylaws of the Lekeach. How vite is it in the bylaws of the Lekeach? We're going to have to try to figure it out, try to prove it. But it is in the bylaws of the Lekeach. And he could sell it. What he has, he can sell. And if he sells what he has, then it becomes the property of that person. And if he's, at least Lenny Mishabara, that much it does. So Mamela, it would be Lekeach the same child all the way around. Which means if the Meicher accepted Kesa from two people, one could argue that once I took Kesef from the first guy, I can't take Kesef from the second guy because whatever Kesef could do was done already. Whatever Kesef needs to do, it was done. When I sold the Esrik to the first guy and took Kesef, it's gone. That's it. I can't take Kesef from another person because there's nothing else for Kesef to be kind of. Whatever Kesef could, could do was already taken by the first guy. Well, so right, in the Esther case, the guy went ahead, went, went ahead and did a Mashiachi, you're right. But we weren't again in the second case, the, the, the air conditioning case. Correct. Now, I just want to add, this is a Geschmackerstickel, that Rav Spitz has a chap. And he says, actually, the first guy who paid Kesef for the Esrig, it's his 100%. Why? He says, because the Gemara we just saw said that Chazal buy, when you're buying Basar for Yontiv, they said, Kenyan Mois is Kaina Midaraisa, where they left Kenyan Mois Midaraisa, and it's Kaina, the Mois is Kaina Minatira when it's for a mitzvah. And he quotes a Ramah. Quotes a Ramah. The Ramah is in Simin Kuftzari test. Ramah says, Yeshvi Shekasav, Dehu Adin, Anoisen Mois Al Yain Lekiddish. Someone who just gave money, just Kesef, for wine for Kiddish, Bear of Shabbos, the Kona. It becomes his. The Kalakai Gavna Hamida Debrem of the entire. They remind me of the Ram of the entire. So anytime you're buying for any mitzvah, even Yayin for Kiddush, it becomes yours and certainly an Esri. So the first guy, it was his, Mikar Adin, it was Taka his, and the second guy is Taka Gazlan. Because it's mitzvah. So it's only specific to the case of Esri. It's interesting, Kanesh. But, just tell you, he writes, this is the following psak he gives the person. You can take this as you, as you wish. He says the, the person, he says the halach is like the, that the first guy belongs to him, but he has to make a cheshben anafesh. The guy who's second guy, the, the first guy, I'm sorry, should be Yoitzi de Chevasai, the Asterisk, Kosher, Lebracha, Lechaladeis, Abavishainim, Hudr, Kolkach, Biafi, that's so beautiful. Ulam, Bemakim Zay, Yikayim, Behidram, the mitzvahs of Chesed, and Benadam Lechaveroi, and Be Mavra Almi Daisav. Or does a Kaddish Baruch who wants you to be Yikav Adinah Sahar, and you should keep your Mahudadig um, Asrig, and that guy should suffer embarrassment? So you have to make that Cheshman and Nefesh. Which one do you think Hashem wants from you more? Okay, so you could debate whether a Rav should pass in a Chesh Mishmashayla that way, but that's what he writes, which is interesting. I want to leave you what, what I'm going to leave you with the, la, with the la, a last Shaila. It's the same Shaila, really. It's just a different application of the same Shaila. You're all totally in the same discussion. Here's the last Shaila. The last Shaila was like this. There was a fellow, Chaim, his father, the elderly father, is living in Miami Beach. And he, go, he meets one of the, the, Chaim's father meets a friend of his, and his friend tells him, hey, my son is looking for a used car. Do you have any ideas where to get one? Chaim's, Chaim's father says, I have this car. It's sitting in my driveway in bar parks collecting dust. I never use it. I'll sell it to him. How much do you want to sell it for? I'll sell it for $2,000. Tremendously underpriced. He gives it to him. He gives him, fine, I'll pay you. He gives him a check for $2,000. Chaim's father takes the $2,000. And he says, you know, wait till I go back. And I'm going to go back for Hanukkah. 
to, uh, to Borough Park, and then I'll finish off the sale with your son. I'll, I'll give him the deed and everything. Unfortunately, Chaim's father passed away before Chaim. So Chaim's, the father's friend, comes to the Shiva and tells his son, you know, your father sold me this car. He says, he sold you that car? How much? $2,000? He sold you the car? The car's worth $10,000. And uh, I want the car. <laughs> so he wants to back out. The son wants to back out from the, the mechira that his father made, but only made kesef. Can the Yorish, is the Yorish have a halacha of mishapara? Well, it wasn't a mistake. No, he knew it was worth more. It wasn't a mistake. It was like, you know, I don't care. Well, that wasn't a I'll tell you it. So, can Chayim be Chayzer? Can a Yorish be Chayzer? Is a Yorish obligated by the Mishapara of his father? And this is also essentially, now there's another, there's a little knech here, but number one, it should be Tali in this question. Is Mishapara something that is a Kenyan that you could be Moirish to your kid? That's, that's going to be Shaila number one. Now, there is another prat here, which Rukhaim Ayesha says in Achiezer. He says, there's a, there's a possibility, he says. Uh, he, he's not a possibility. He learns like this, he brings a raya. He says that there's no mishapara for the kids, period. He says, even if it's kind and even if everything is everything, he says, there's no mishapara for the kids because the, the Chazal didn't give mishapara for the Yarshim. Mishapara is the person who said he's going to do it. There's no mishapara for the Yarshim. And he says, and he could also be Chayzer because he gets the, whatever schus his father had, he has. So his father was able to be chayzer. We get him mishapara, but his father was able to be chayzer, so he gets that schus, so he can be chayzer, and there's no mishapara for Yarshim. Fine. Now, other Achrayim prove no, there is a mishapara. If there is a mishapara for Yarshim, so then that proves there is a Kenyan, right? There is a Kenyan which is chal al mishapara, and that Kenyan is enough of a Kenyan that there could be a Yerusha on it, and it can obligate the Yarish to, 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 to consummate the deal. So this is all the, the, the shilas that come out of how to understand what's going on over here in their mind. So let's summarize what we've said, and we'll finish with this. So we, decide, we started this, shi, this sugya with a shaila. The shaila was, what's the story? A fellow put down money on chametz. His, his distributor was a non from Jew. She didn't sell her chametz. He put down the money. And then after Pesach, he comes to the rabbi and says, oh, what do I do now? Is it chametz shavala Pesach? Is I sold my chametz. She didn't. Is it not chametz shavala Pesach? Can I, should I back out? Could I back out? So he said <clears throat> that there's a machlikis, Rambana Balmar, and what we're revire in the machlikis, Rambana Balmar, is that Aleph Beis in this sugi is, is that it's a kinish in a gum. That's olive base. Otherwise, Chazara wouldn't be shy. Base, the Nakuda in the, in the Sugi is that not that it's a Kinish and a Gomer, now there becomes a relationship between the Moichah and the Lekeach, the Moichah has to sell, and the Lekeach has to appearize the deal. But there's that Halachi has to sell the merchandise. That being the case, the Ramban learns that the Ikrav Zakhanus Chazal was to put her in the Rishus HaMoichah. That gave him the ability to be Chayzer, but it also made him responsible. The, the Balamara learns no Kinyan Mois is, is, is betakfoy. The only thing that allows Chazar is the fact that it needs a, it needs, it needs a, a, a Gemara Kinyan with a Meshika, but the Rishus oblives the Rishus Halakeach. When it gets burned up, the Balamar holds that it's the Kenyan's Nigma, the way I'm understanding, but he would hold when it's Chametz, you wouldn't have that because it's still the end. So even the Balamar would be masking in Azazar Ainis, both the Ramban and the Balamar would hold that you could be Chayzer. But Lachaira, according to the Ramban's understanding, it should be Chametz Ravala of Hasach because it was in the Rishus HaMaicher. It lives in her Rishus for Ainsim, it lives in her Rishus for Chazar. So she, Lachaira, had it, it became, it was Chametz. 
chametz and it was chametz shalav pesach. And now, in trying to understand exactly what it is the nature of this kinyan according to the Ramban, there's an, it's in the Rishus Hamayichu, but nevertheless there is a kinyan over here, and it makes a mishapara. We had a number of shailas. Shaila number one is when a Meicher sold it to two people, took kesef to two from two people. Is the second kesef valid at all, or is it? And it makes a mishapara for both, or is the second kesef nothing? There was a knech when the first one's for a mitzvah. Turns out that for a mitzvah hemidu devreim, and that's kaina. And the last shaila. The, 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 the other aspect of the Shaila, the other way around, is can the Lakeach sell it before he makes Mashiach? And the last Nakuda of the Shaila is the Yerusha on a Kenya Mishapara, because are the Yarshim obligated to keep their father's uh, commitment? Shkaya.